Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to The Real Life with Nisha D, and I'm your host. Tonight, I have a very special guest, a musician, a poet, a well-renowned man. Eric, how are you, my brother? I am doing very good. I'm sitting back, relaxing. I uh, was working on some music not too long ago. That's awesome. Music, ah, music, music. What does music do for Eric? Oh, wow. Well, it is my passion. It is my my love. Um, it's the end all and be all of everything that I do. I have music on my mind. I wake up to music. I go to sleep to music. And that's what I do daily. Um, since I have been recently separated, uh, that's all I have really to focus on is music. I always tell people, music is so therapeutical. Um, I'm a writer, but I love music. Um, I have an exquisite, broad uh, range of music. Um, I still own my late mother um, records from like the 70s. Mm -hmm. So I still, so I'm a music lover. Um, I marched and played in the band. Uh, I played clarinet in the jazz band. Okay. Um, yeah, I sang in the I was kind of picking it up from you. Yeah, I sang in the choir. Um, I love music. You know, music has helped me through some tough times. And, you know, I wanted you on this show tonight because, um, you know, we're going to talk about it all. Love, music, and poet poetry and how people don't really realize how art imitates life. Oh, it does. It really does. Um it's a good uh, it's a good therapeutic relief from uh from the hurt especially for me you know because when i'm in pain something's bothering me that deeply i'll either sit and write about it or i'll make music um depends on what type of mind frame i'm in as far as like my brain that that particular time as far as making music because I can I have different realms I, I travel to when I'm making music so I'm not stuck in one lane right. so I may, I may make jazz one minute here and then it's hip hop the next and it's R&B and it's Afro pop uh, yeah so, so you're just a well round musician yeah. Because yes. a music lover, and especially a, an artist, um, a musician, a composer, music all around is important, whether it's rock, whether it's soul, whether it's hip-hop, jazz, or R&B. I like, um, I like uh, Latin music as well, you know? Ooh, um, I love it. Yeah, Celia Cruz was my favorite Afro-Latino artist, and I'm from Texas, so we love Selena down here. I mean, Selena was a beautiful spirit, a beautiful woman that could actually sing and move like a sister. Yeah, 
yeah, she she had it going on. Yes, and, she did. And her her vibe was was really strong. You know, it's all about yeah. a vibe, wouldn't you say, Eric? Yes, it is. It's not only it's not only the vibe, um, but you have to have the look. You have to have it's it's everything about you. Your 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 whole essence screams music. You can tell when you come up to a person that instantly that person is into music or that person is into art, into poetry. Um, it, it your whole persona just screams it, you know. And for certain artists out here, I've seen um, they you know they have this kind of office kind of look, and no lie sometimes those are some of the best artists and and you'll look up you'll look them up and down and say like you don't look like an artist you know especially like in in the music industry it's like you don't look like an artist you look like one of those uh one of those metalheads punk rocker you know type of vibe as soon as they open up their mouth oh my god their sister or brother can blow and you just sit back with your mouth open like in amazement like wow you know music it comes from the soul you gotta have soul and every and i always tell people no matter what music you're listening to whether it's hip-hop, R&B, or country, it's the soul that gravitates the lyrics to a mm-hmm. person's ear. It's the soul. Exactly. So I want to get right on into it. You know, um, tonight you are um, you're sitting in a, um, a comfort zone, and I want you to feel welcome on the show. I want you to tell my listening audience about your music and all that. But I want I have a couple of questions to ask you. And okay. the first question is, who is Eric? Eric Flyers, I am a multifaceted individual. I am into art, whether it be painting, drawing, uh, pencil, charcoal, watercolor. Um, I'm an ex-graffitiist, so I've dealt with spray paint (laughs) (laughs) you deal with um graffiti let them know because some people don't really know the lingo because you know they're not really into that type of lingo regarding art but let them know about you know in other words he can do graffiti as well yes yes and i've still to this day can still do it you know um i've had uh you know certain individuals that come by and see my um artwork or you know come by and see me sitting somewhere and I'm drawing oh you draw oh yeah uh, you can do graffiti too um, yeah, it's, it's nothing I've been doing it for years you know it's like second nature and you know like I, like we was talking about before sometimes when you're multi-talented and multifaceted, you have so many different gifts sometimes your main gift will drown out or your other gifts will suffer at the hands of your main gift, which is my main gift is my music, which is the strongest out of everything that I do as far as my art and my poetry. 
and my they kind of suffer when it comes to my music. Um, now, if I'm really in pain, um, then I'll have to sit and write to get that pain off my chest because I can't sit and hold on to it because it'll fester, it'll make you evil, and and you know you'll walk around here looking mad, angry at the world, and you know you want to try and um, leave yourself open for the people to to say I'm welcoming and come and talk to me and and I you know I, I like you sister and and let me get to know you and let's vibe but if you walk around with this that whole persona about you then nobody wants to approach you you know so would you say that your your artiste um you're more like um john michael baptiste um as far as artist wise you know how when you know when you're trying when you're in a zone you're a musician right but you're mm-hmm. also a painter you're also a poet and and you stated before that sometimes one art suffers in order to have the next art available right so right. you know are you in that range like that like John Paul like when you know you're 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 finding yourself right now because I know you're going you can tell that your spirit is dealing with a separation so sometimes painting might help right yes and sometimes uh poetry definitely does help because um there there are times that I'll especially like early stage of my separation I was just walking around here around my mom's house like just shaking my head like why I don't believe this well you know everything happens for a reason right Eric I guess we have a little disconnection right now um Maybe his signal got lost. Eric. I'm here. Oh, okay. I was calling your name. You you went into a phase of quietness. Oh, okay. Well, it, it was my my uh, phone had kind of shut down for a minute. You know how the, the goes to the, the black and you got to open up the phone to get back to the, the uh, desktop. So that's what happened. Well, you know, the thing is with um, separation... Everything happens for a reason. Sometimes God allows people to separate, right? In order to find themselves and to better themselves. I say that to say because for 25 years, um, I loved someone always, right? Right. But we had to go through different levels and different stages of life in order to bring us where we are now. Right. Um, it's to better us so you're in the stage of getting better you're in the stage of healing and you're in the stage of becoming a better person because there is no such thing as mistakes there's lessons in it and I think more than anything your creativity is an outlet of a process to help you heal and whatever it's meant to be it's going to be I want you to always know that that, that is so that's so true that's why I still to this day no matter how how much pain I went through 
I still keep my heart on my sleeve. I still have to. You should, my brother, because love is a beautiful thing. It's beautiful. It's welcoming. It's understanding. It's peaceful. It's joy when love is coming from a place from the soul, just like your artistry. Your artistry, it's 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 from the soul. So love should be from the soul. Exactly, exactly. So that's why I keep my heart on my sleeve, in in the in the hopes of one of these days that I will run across a beautiful woman who would see that heart and take that heart and and hold that heart close to her bosom (laughs) and 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 know that this right here is an awesome man that's right man of god that's right you know i am god i am a god-fearing man you know i do go to church and I haven't been to church since this COVID uh, thing's been going on because my church that I go to has been uh, kind of temporarily closed and my pastor had, uh, he had lung surgery. So he was still kind of still, still early in his stages of after the surgery. So when this happened, he was still early in it. So, you know, he didn't want to run the risk of having, you know, him being open. You know, church is not... I'm sorry to hear that, but you know, church is not one specific place. It's in your heart. It's it. They always go back to the soul. When you know God, that's God. That's God in your soul. So whenever yeah. you, whenever you feel like you need a word, sometimes you have to speak over yourself and speak to that inner soul that's in you, and watch how God bring life into the universe for you. I have my question number two. What okay. moment defined you? What moment defined who you are as a man? Oh, uh, the moment that defined me. It's like maybe three moments that defined me. One was my my entering into the music field, right? Mm-hmm. I was in Job Corps. This was like in my early 20s. So I'm in Job Corps, me, my brother, and my boy, um, Brent Tucson from New York. Uh-huh. His name's uh, nickname's Farrell. But um, we were all this one day. Eric, are you still there? Every time I get the talk in it goes black <laughs> I'm so sorry it's okay but, uh, continue but, uh, yeah I was in job corps and, and my entering into the music scene um, like I was saying uh, me uh, my brother and a roommate of mine we were doing a talent show and we were, were having this kind of like semi beef with this other little group on, on the campus right Oh, who's the best? Who's the best? And we're going to do this. And now we're going to take the we're going to, you know, take the the talent show. So night of the talent show, you know, we practiced really hard. So night of the talent show, they went on first. Uh So they didn't, you know, the the guys, they were all up on the on the uh, stadium uh, stairs, you know, just sitting down and, and stuff. They weren't they were bopping to it, but they didn't like get up and start dancing now 
we came on like maybe third or fourth act. My boy, he was on the keyboard. I was on this little, uh, the Boss 16 drum machine. So he starts to come in with this little keyboard and he does his little intro. And as soon as I start the beat, and no lie, the whole, the whole auditorium, the gym, bum rush the stage and everybody's in front of the stage it's like yeah yeah and that right there was kind of like my introduction into the music scene because when i came when i got out of job core and i came out first thing i did was to get a, a little rinky dink keyboard drum machine i started producing beats uh, my brother he got out he started rapping he got a couple of album deals uh, after he got out of job core um, my boy now he is a big time producer out in new york uh, done produced like quite a few people so you know as the, out of the group of out of our group he was first one to get into the industry so my brother was second so i'm next in line um then my third thing that happened or my second thing that happened to me that was really good was when I went to uh, ITT for computers mm-hmm. and I got in I went to the, went to the school and I did the little interest exam and you know the lady was like okay you passed a little test or whatever I'm like okay so you know time's going on I'm looking at my my wrist like okay I gotta go um you know, if you guys hear anything, just let me know. Contact me or, you know, shoot me an email. As soon as I was getting ready to walk out the door. And the lady was like, uh, you're in. I'm like, huh? What do you mean? She's like, you got into the school. I'm like, no lie. She's like, yeah, you got in. I was like, that was the, that was the biggest moment out of my life ever because I have never went to college. Um, I had to, when I was in my sophomore year, kind of had to um, drop out of school to take care of me and my brother at that time. Um, So, you know, things didn't kind of line up for me when I was younger. So um, I got a, you know, went to ITT, got in there I, I busted my behind um, studied every day I got all the way down to getting ready to, I getting ready to get my associate's degree and I was getting ready to go into my to take my um, sign up for my bachelor's the next following year so the lady was like um yeah you didn't um we don't have your GD on file here where's it at so the lady was like um you know, she got on the phone, called them, emailed. This was going on for a week. Called them, emailed. Nobody called or emailed her back. So they were like, so, and uh, yeah, we're going to uh, cancel your uh, your last quarter. And I had to go back to an adult educational school and to sign up to get my GED 
oh my god i got caught up in that that uh, little school for like almost a year and i kept going to the director's office i'm like all i need to do i swear to god i just need to pass this just take a test i need to get back to, to idt so i can get my associate's degree you guys are holding me up so uh i did that for like eight months <laughs> but i got my i got my gd turned around and, and left there went to the itt my last quarter studied my behind off this is like where you have to study for your capstone you mm-hmm. to, you know so i'm doing that the lady comes back to me in the middle of my capstone so and uh yeah we forgot to give you two classes i'm like huh so i had to not only study for my capstone i'm studying to to either take um uh, a test out for the two classes that i had to take so i had to take the test out if i passed this test out i was i was didn't pass i still had the option of retaking class but it wouldn't hurt me so i was like oh okay let me do it and do it i went on ahead and did it passed passed my our capstone i got all the way down to the end had this one guy who was supposed to be the project manager of our group dropped out like three weeks before the class when the class was getting ready to end so luckily i followed my first mind and followed god said write everything down do your own project so as i was doing my own project with what we're supposed to be doing of the project that he was cr- creating um I already had the project kind of lined up so I gave everybody their little piece of paperwork I'm like here you just finish this up you finish this here and you finish this here our project's almost already done you know I just need y'all to touch it up they did that and I got us all A's look everybody at that out of capstone wow and, yeah so that was the biggest, uh, the biggest for me. Okay, I can get my associate's degree from ITT. I can see that. I can see it. That let you know never to give up on your dreams and to strive hard, no matter what, whatever it may look like on the outside. When you know God, God is a force within itself. So yes. True, true, so true. And so my my next question. Mm-hmm. And I know we touched on this in the beginning when um, I did your introduction. We talked about art mimicking life. How has art mimicked your life? Oh, wow. Well, for a long time, I was without any of what I love to do. I mean, that was my art, my poetry, my music. Um, because I was without my music, because I had lost my studio. Um, when I lost that, that kind of took the joy from everything I love to do. I mean, and, and I couldn't listen to any music. I didn't want to be around any music. Uh, that's how that's how bad it was you know and it affected my poetry 
it affected my art and I just kind of like went down in shutdown mode you know because I what I what happened was when I lost my studio is because we're having a little technical difficulties at this moment so yeah just um, bear well what happened is that um I went and gave up my studio equipment for the sake of my family. Um, and that that really killed me out, as, as we were saying in the hood. You know, that killed me out. That robbed everything from me, all my passion. Um, I really kind of like shut down. Um, I didn't want to like be around anybody. Um, I was real reclusive because um, music is is the biggest part of me. You know. Yes, indeed. I, I can, I can. Re- I have. A, I can understand that because I can relate, but not in that form. But when I lost my mother, mm-hmm. I was working. You know, I'm a writer, and I was working on my book, and I lost the passion of writing. I didn't want to write anymore because what should I write about? You know, my rock, my strength had passed away. So I was in a, I was in a dark place as well. But God always gives light at the end of the tunnel. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Because uh, you may, you might be uh, on the sea in in a ship, and everything's going rocky, and you're going back and forth. But best believe when it gets calm and the, the the sky start clearing up a little bit you know it is it's meant you have to go through that because that's what that's what brings the best out in you that's For true real. anything if, if you can survive that and and still be here to the next following day and be able to see the next new day and be able to walk breathe and and everything if you can survive the ghetto growing up in the ghetto with hard times uh, i'm from i'm from fifth ward texas <laughs> and that oh. is con- yeah i'm i'm from fifth ward texas and uh <laughs> yeah i'm a girl from the ghetto as well so i always look at my life like if i survive growing up and seeing hard times and seeing people struggle and my mother struggling just to put food on the table and to um, keep clothes on our back and roof over our head I can get through anything yes through Christ Jesus that's right that's what I always tell people if you grew up in the hood and you know you grow up in the hood you have your drug dealers you have your boosters you have uh, the hookers the pimps the players you, you have all that but if you can grow up in that environment and still come out on top, you can't tell me that there is not a God. Uh, say that. Say that because you, you didn't become victim of your environment. Even exactly. Though you, even though you lived in that environment and and you had homies and homegirls in the environment and, and that was what you knew. But as you got older, you know, and you start seeing the light, but what our parents was, was seeing, even though they was probably like, Lord, 
I don't want to be here, don't want to raise my family here, but we have no choice in matter because we have to do what we have to do to keep our head, a roof over our head for us to be able to see the, the, the next day. And, you know, like you said, you grew up in Fifth Ward. I grew up in, in, in the hood myself, not only from Louisville, Kentucky to New Jersey. So are you original? Where are you originally from? Because you do sound like you were an upstater, like you from New York. Yeah, I still I still have my accent from being in New Jersey. Okay. And but I'm originally from Louisville, Kentucky. I left here when I was 14, was out in Jersey for like over 20 some odd years, and moved back about a little over 20 years ago. Best decision I made cost of living back home too high mm. so i heard so i heard question number four for you mm-hmm. um love what does it truly mean to you as an artist because you know a lot of people always say that we as we as artists we're sensitive we're emotional um we're um over the top uh what what it, what else yeah. have I heard? Um, we're extravagant. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're weird. <laughs> yeah, we're not only weird, I've gotten told that I'm kind of nerdish. Uh, you know, I, I mean, I, I probably am to a degree. Um, depends on what I'm nerdish in. Um, now, when it comes to my music, because I'll get in my zone and what I call my dark matter because that, that's the what I used to go by my production was called dark matter production mm-hmm. so whenever I got into that zone my brain Eric is having a little technical difficulties. Uh, give us a moment. Yeah, you keep going in and out. This this phone it, it keeps it keeps closing on me, and I as I'm talking, I need to pay attention to it and keep tapping the screen. So sorry. It's okay. So you stated about dark matters. You're a production company. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, dark matter. You know, like I was saying, when I was producing my music back then um, when my brain would go up and in, in, into intergalactic space and touch dark matter I'm, I was being bombarded by every musical element from every angle and every direction and no lie I've had friends of mine sitting there while I'm making beats and I'll go from one beat stop do another beat and it might be just the bass line and the chord. I'll stop, do another beat. It might be just the drum track and a bass line. And I'll stop and do another beat. I've done like maybe in one particular row, like seven beats. All of them have done. I've gone back in each one, like sprinkling, you know, like little fairy dust. Mm-hmm. Sprinkle my little fairy dust on, on the first track. Done. Go to the second track. Sprink my little fairy dust. You know, I'm hearing the little music from everywhere. It's done. I and I go through each individual track to all seven of them, and 
I have my boy sitting there looking at me like, bruh, what did you own? I'm like, well, that's how I work, man. You know, when I get in my zone and I'm I'm in I'm in that zone, I was like, you'll get every kind of music from every angle from me. And it's from R&B to rap to house music to ballads, R&B, um, Calypso, Soca, uh, Reggae, <laughs> everything. So, and I and you know, have them just sit back and like, bruh, you know, he told me, he's like, you kind of weird because I'll sit back watching you and you was like, yo, you kind of nerdish. I'm like, no, I ain't, bro. Well, I was like, all right, then I'll give it to you like this. Then I'm a half nerd with swag then. <laughs> <laughs> with swag, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, I, I worked in litigation for like five years and um, one of my ex-co-workers, they didn't know that um, I'm a big country music fan, right? Mm-hmm. And um, my favorite rock band, well, you know, I have several, but we'll we'll discuss that later. But um, <laughs> they was like, you sure you're black? I'm like, black people invented every music. So what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, girl, you, uh, let me not even go there about me. I used to be, uh, especially like when I was in high school, I was into my punk rock and heavy metal and easy listening music back then, right? So, right. Uh, you know, er, you know, everybody back then was kind of like in the early stages listening to rap and stuff. You know, so I'm, I'm. So this my, was like late seventies, early eighties. No, nah, I say early eighties to mid mid eighties. Okay. And uh, you know, I just have uh, my buddies mind just tell me one day when we was at uh, um, at a little school dance after we get through breaking, right? Because I was in the, the breaking thing, so I was breaking. So after we get through breaking, I'm over there with the with the with the white people, right? I'm over mm-hmm. there with my, doing the punk rock thing, 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 thing. Crack that wheel. <laughs> I'm up there slam dancing and stuff. And they looking at me like, bro, you got mud in your shoes. You slipping. I'm like, what? Nah, man, I ain't slipping. It's that's what makes me who I am. Cause I can I can get down with anybody. Whether you can be a CEO, uh I can talk with anybody and network with anybody with the best of them. And, and you know, that's like that's what, what, uh, what I was telling them that you sometimes, especially in the black community, you have to wear that mask. Being able to uh, go from the white community and say, yes, sir. No, sir. How are you doing? My name's Eric, you know, and then going from the hood and being able to wear the, the mask in the hood because, you know, when you're in the street, you know, you gotta re- resort back to your kind of hoodish ways. You know, you know, you don't want to come walking down the street. Hey, how you doing? Oh uh, yeah, my name's Eric. How you doing there, Charles? You know, sounding <laughs> like you know, everybody would be looking at you like, uh, "Bruh, <laughs> you're you're mighty white, aren't you?" <laughs> so, question number. Um, <laughs> Question number five. You're so right, cause you know we're we're we're, we're winding down. But yeah, I totally get it. 
Yeah. Music and poetry. What do you play when you're writing? Or what do you think when you're when you're creating music? What's go you know, cause it's like vice versa with you. So give us a little snippet of what do you do in your creative flow? Well, I like listening to my favorite mus- uh musician mm-hmm. would be um Donnie Hathaway. Mm. Uh, he is my all-time go-to. Um, but when I'm writing poetry, I have to be either listening to some some jazz, John Coltrane. That's my favorite jazz musician, John Coltrane and Miles Davis and oh. Felonious, Felonious Monk. Yes. Oh, I, I have my, my theme with Miles Davis. I'm a consummate downloader, right? So I went on I think it was uh, Pirate Bay or 1337 Next. This is like years ago. And I was downloading discographies. So I'm, I'm like, let me go into my jazz and let me get Miles Davis. Man, I went and downloaded Miles Davis. His whole discography took up half of my hard drive. I mean, he has albums like 60, 70, I think maybe 80 albums worth of material. You know, my favorite Miles Davis album is, of all time, is Bitches Brew. Mm. Yes. That so you is, know I'm a true musician lover. That, that man, that, that there is, that is the track right there. I can, I can throw that on and, and just, I can, write to it and I'll get real eclectic when I listen to um, Miles Davis you know I get real eclectic with my writing um, now if I'm going to get real um, like touchy heartfelt type let me touch you with my heart let me touch you with my mind my spirit everything about me then I'll throw in some Kim or some uh uh, I can't think what the, the the white boy's name is that plays the saxophone. Um, Kenny G. No, well, not Kenny. Um, I love Kenny though. Um, he's on. Uh, does it Facebook Live? Um, I can't think what his name is. My ex-wife was was a real um, real big fan of his, and he has he has a Facebook Live, and he does like every he was doing every Friday. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I would throw his, I would throw him on and, and write, or uh, some Layla Hathaway. I like Layla too. Jill Scott. Yeah. Right on, right on. That's dope. You know, when I'm writing, mm-hmm. um, especially in, if I'm in a writing mood, I must listen to "Sentimental Blues" um, by John Coltrane. Um, I have to have that on replay. Or either I'll listen to Mozart or Little Blue Eyes, you know. Um, Sinatra? Yeah. When I tell you I love music. Oh, I you love. are eclectic. Music range is broad. Like, you can't miss me. So, you know, I can, especially when I'm writing, that is what I have to listen to is um, Coltrane, um, Mozart, or either Frank Sinatra. 
mm-hmm. when I'm writing. When it, when it, when the creative flow is coming in, I'm writing, I'm writing, I'm writing, I'm writing down ideas. It has to be Coltrane. It has to be Mozart. Like I said, I played in the band. I was playing clarinet since I was like eight years old. Um, I have trophies and all that. I can still write on the treble um, scale, treble clef scale. I can write music. So um, I I love music. So, yeah, um, my final question for the night. But before I give you the final question, can you let us know, um, let my listening audience know where exactly can they go to find your music? Oh, uh, yes, you can find me um, on BandLab, I'm on Loom, Reverb Nation, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Oh, wow. Uh, the list goes on and on. But the main ones I, I am on, you know, the Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, and Loom and BandLab as far as for my music is concerned um, and Reverb Nation. Uh, my BandLab, I was kind of on really tough at one point in time. Um, BandLab now, um, it's okay. Um, I have not grown in followers on BandLab. I've been on there for like almost a year, right? And I figured I would have grown in following by now on BandLab. I've only got maybe, I got up to maybe 76 followers. And just recently just acquired like four new followers. So... Give us a moment while his connection comes back in. Um, I'm sitting talking to a different artist, right? Um, you know, talking to him, trying to convince them, hey, I, I got some music. Uh, you would sound good on my couple of my beats or whatever. Crickets. So I got tired of being on Band Lab. I left there, went to Loom. Mm-hmm. I've been on Loom for like maybe six months now. And I have, my following has tripled in the, the, the less time I have been on Loom than I was on BandLab. I'm almost getting ready to hit close to 600 now. That's and a I've, blessing. Yes. And I've, I've each time, um, you know, I've never listened to what everybody says on Facebook as far as like, uh, well, you need to really keep your business quiet as far as like what you're doing about you well if you keep that if you keep that quiet then nobody knows about what you're doing then your whatever you're you're passionate about would never come to fruition so you have to put it into the universe in order for the universe to to say we accept you we accept you you know and, exactly you know so i never really paid any attention to what everybody was saying about that on Facebook. I was diligent about my music. I pushed, pushed, pushed. And I slowly but surely I went from a hundred. I celebrate, you know, I celebrate on, on Facebook. I put my little self, you know, my triumphs that I go through on Loom of me receiving followers, you know, cause that helps me keep track of my, uh, my, I would say my rewards, but 
my successes in my my music. Well, you know, you you can always tag me in some of your posts. I'm gonna have a um, an independent record labor record labor owner uh-huh. coming on the show soon. So, uh, you know, you're more than welcome to tag me in some of your music um, acquisitions. Okay. Well, and, my uh, my record label that I go go by, I go by for uh, Worldwide Mafia Music. Okay. I go by. And I also have another um, label as well that I have uh, in connection with my brother, and it's called War Council. Okay. Okay, and um, the final question for tonight, you know, I always like to uh, pick people's brains uh, regarding, you know, various topics because you are a musician and you are not, you also as an artist as well you know people you know they're like well artist and musician no an artist is someone that can paint write sing do everything you know that's an artist a musician is someone that can actually play you're 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 well-rounded so what is your favorite who is your favorite musician i know you said donnie hathaway and who is your favorite poet oh my favorite poet would have to be maya Maya Angela. Maya Angela. Yes. And and your favorite musician. Uh, Our favorite would, singer. My favorite singer again would be Donnie. My Donnie. favorite musician, as far as in industry wise, uh, Herbie Hancock. Um, like you said, John John Coltrane, Miles Davis, Dizzy Gillespie. Uh, I. I my list as far as artists is, is vast. I have so many people that I like listening to and like like you, I like listening to country. I've listened to the Statler Brothers, Oak Ridge Boys, uh, uh, Dolly Parton, Kenny Rogers. Uh, yeah. Well, you need to try some of the new artists too, you know, like Georgia. Um, uh, George Strait? Yeah. No, I, I listen. I um, listen to him. Florida, it's called Florida Georgia Line. You need to check them out. Also, um, Luke Bryant, he's one of the good artists. My favorite country music group is the Dixie Chicks. I mean, they they go by the Chicks now because you know they're dropping the Dixie part, but the Chicks are my favorite. Okay. Yeah, okay. but my as for me, my favorite artist of all time, he is to me, he is the most underrated R&B star of all time and that's Mr. David Ruffin love David Ruffin I love this man this man is the baddest R&B everybody talk about Bobby Brown being the king of R&B no 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 Mr. Uh -uh. Ruffin Mr. Mr. Ruffin Ruffin had that title before Bobby (laughs) Brown before Bobby Brown Mr. David Ruffin I always tell people well if you listen to um, Teddy Pendergrass if you listen to uh, oh who else like Teddy Pendergrass if you listen to Luther you listen to them you listen to little Donny Hathaway you listen to them <laughs> you'll hear David in them you, yeah. you're, you're here in and yeah. my favorite um, poet you know I, I am I'm in love with the Harlem Renaissance I mean I think that was the dopest era of all times because you had uh, Marcus Garvey you had Malcolm 
Max. Yes. Langston Hughes. So, you know, Langston Hughes is my favorite uh, poet, writer. I, I love Langston Hughes. Yes. Oh, don't forget about W.E.B. Boys now. No, I know, but I'm saying for myself, yeah. in the Harlem Renaissance era. Yeah, they, man, that was, that was, that was when New York was when at, at its prime. Like, exactly. like, like, like Black Wall Street in Tulsa, when we was at our prime. Yes. You know. It's hard. Everything, everything that we that we've gone through, and I've just recently seen on Facebook at how many black massacres that went on from nineteen hundred, no, the eighteen hundreds, all the way up till, I guess, till uh, the Tulsa, Oklahoma. But nobody else, nobody really knows about all the black massacres that went on across the across the nation, except for the Tulsa, Oklahoma situation. That's right. You know. We've had so many. We've had so many black people that have died, passed on, uh, because of what we're going through right now. You know, because what's that old saying? Uh, what we went through um, back in the day, it was doomed to repeat itself. And it's so but surely it's it's looking like we're going to repeat what what, what our great grandfathers and great grandmothers have went through. No, I'm a firm believer that the the past does not define who we are collectively as no. a people. Um, I'm a firm believer that we can write our rewrite history because um, we've all come from collective people who have put in the struggle and gave knowledge into us and yep. passed it on. So I, I believe that the universe is shifting for the better and though we might not see it, but you can feel it in the atmosphere Yes. of the greatness that God is about to um, do and there are leaders in this world that are trying to better themselves and better the people but it always starts from within my brother and yes, on that we're, we're out of time so on that note my brother I thank you so much for sitting down with me tonight and having a wonderful interview I, um, thank, I thank you too Nisha this is my first very first interview I have ever had in, in my life, girl, for real. Uh, you shocked me when you said you wanted to interview me, and I was like, what? Yeah, I believe in giving people a chance, you know? Yeah. I'm, I'm a firm believer of that. I, I believe in helping our people. Like I say, I have um, different um, guests on from different backgrounds, so... You know, I have entrepreneurs, I have um, writers and producers. I have different people on, so yeah. Yeah, you're 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 doing your thing, girl. Keep keep up the the, the hard work and the much success. These fools out here are riding up and down the street like it's Indy five hundred. It is okay. But I, I really do appreciate you as a black sister, a black woman. You doing your thing, girl. Keep keep doing it. Thank as you bl- so as, much. As, as a as a black man from from the hood and from the black community, I'm very proud of you, girl. Thank you so much, my brother. Thank you. I pray that the good Lord that sits high and looks 
and all your endeavors. And uh, I look forward to hearing some great music from you. Keep up the good work. Keep striving. May wherever you sit, may wherever you stand, may you be blessed, my brother. Thank you for coming and sitting down with the real life of Nisha D. Thank you, girl. You have a blessed one. You have a blessed one as well. Thank you.